Welcome to the Cashflow Ninja, the podcast sharing how to create and grow income streams and manage, multiply, and protect your wealth in the new economy. Are you tired of trading your time for money? Do you desire freedom today instead of retirement in 10, 20, or 30 years? I'm MC Lobsher, and this is the Cashflow Ninja. This is Cashflow Ninja. I'm MC Lobsher. Thank you so much for joining me in another episode of the Cashflow Ninja. You can check out all past, all of our past episodes. There's over 700 of them, along with tools, resources, and information regarding our community at CashflowNinja.com. That's CashflowNinja.com. Uh, I've got another fantastic guest joining us today, Matt Teifke, real estate investor, entrepreneur based out of Austin, Texas. Matt, welcome to the show. Thank you, sir. I appreciate it. I'm really excited about this. For folks that are not familiar with you and what you do, can you please share a little bit about your background and journey with them? Yeah. So i uh, try to keep it brief. I've been in the real estate business since I was 17 years old. I'm 29 now. And real estate has uh, provided me with the flexibility to be entrepreneurial and to try different things out. So I got my license in college, started doing buyers and sellers, ended up uh, starting to buy one to two properties, then three to four properties per year over a eight-year span. Uh, got into the property management business uh, very intentionally to create a moat, what is, is how I viewed it, uh, steady income. Uh, built that up to about 750 doors, single family that we manage. And then I uh, ended up starting a real estate brokerage. Uh, I have a partner named Alex, and we have uh, 47 agents. We have a construction company, and then we're kind of venturing out into the cannabis space. But really just kept my head down, uh, tried to learn as much as possible, found some mentors, got my master's degree in real estate from uh, Texas A&M, and kind of bounced around. My wife and I lived in 12 houses in a three-year time period. Uh, building, I guess, you know, assets. So we'd buy a property, start looking for the next one, find it, then rent the previous one and move. And uh, I was very fortunate, you know, backing up even further. My mom, single mom, raised my brother, myself, ended up having like 15 or 16 houses. Uh, didn't provide a ton of money and still doesn't, but was a major sacrifice in a long-term approach. I mean, she's like 10 years from paying them all off. And so I felt very blessed to be introduced to that early and see how that works. Fascinated by the idea of, you know, putting up 20 to 50 grand, somebody covering the mortgage, paying it off, the value going up. And so it's been a series of very intense, hardcore, committed to learning, uh, taking a lot of risks, but the risk really followed what I felt was the stability of the management. And then, you know, it's funny because forever I said, I'm so passionate about real estate. And then what I realized about a week ago, this is 11 years of being in the business, is I'm actually not passionate about real estate. I'm passionate about what it will allow and what it can provide. And so uh, at this point, we're focusing on growing our uh, construction, our management, our wholesaling, and uh, getting more and more into the cannabis space. Gotcha. So did you, because uh, obviously you got into, uh, and it's single families, uh, real estate that you're buying. And as you're buying this, and managing it yourself, you're like, well, I've got the systems in place to do this. I can scale that, add another symbiotic revenue stream because I've already I'm owning and managing my portfolio. So we could then 
basically started this management company. Is that kind of how it evolved? And then you just started looking for ancillary kind of businesses. Well, real estate needs construction. So we've got our portfolio, we've got management, now we've got the construction, and now we're brokering and finding properties for others, right? Yeah, yes, you're right. It's, it's kind of creating an ecosystem of things that can flow. So perfect example, I helped a guy buy a fourplex in South Austin. We renovated it. We're now doing the property management. But the big thing that, that really worked for me was finding partners. So I don't own 100% of any of these companies. My partner, Alex, and I own 50-50 on everything that we own together. Uh, but we'll have 30% of the construction company, 30% of the wholesale company, and 30% of the property management company. So what we've tried to do is find really good people and zone in on what we think we're good at, which is the outbound you know, new business ideas, uh, acquisitions, mergers, uh, referrals, sales, marketing, and then the partners uh, on the construction side, they do all the renovations and they run the crews. Same thing with management, same thing with wholesaling. So we've really put ourselves in a position. At, I don't know if it was intentionally or not. It just kind of happened. Uh, but to be like, whatever we're doing like right now can lead to construction growth, management growth, brokerage growth. But I don't have to go run those companies. And so in my opinion, it allows us to do hundreds of things because if we can get the most out of our time on one thing, let's just keep doing that and not get, you know, cause you could think that we're spread too thin and we probably would be if we owned hundred percent of all these things, but we don't. And so that's been the strategy and uh, you know, allowed us to just zone in on leads and marketing and growth. And then the big thing was finding those right partners, which was a, Another huge aspect of my career, like the first half of my career was trying to learn as much as I possibly could. Uh, and then the last four or five years was, let me go meet and build relationships with as many people as I can. And that really led to all these things. Like none of these partnerships happened by any means overnight. It happened on a two, three, five year period of me adding value for people and then them seeing that value and letting us get involved. So that's kind of how it's kind of broken down is just divide and conquer. Yeah, it's interesting that you, when you uh, do certain things and you do it well, you're going to have success, right? You have like a skill set and maybe you skill stack and talent stack, as I call it, and you stack it on top of each other. So you're, you're, you're crushing it in real estate, but now you add marketing. Uh, so now you're amplifying what you're doing through that. But eventually you also get to a point where the only way how you keep uh, keep on growing now is the people that you meet and partnering with other folks. So it's interesting to see that with a lot of folks that I have on the show and talk that that was kind that's kind of the the pattern of evolution and the evolution of growth, if you will, of business and you and you keep growing that way. Um, so you partner with them and then you guys develop your systems and, and and processes for these businesses, right? And then it becomes easier to manage several different verticals. That's right, man. And I've got this concept. Uh, you, you ever heard of the term foxhole guy? Explain that, please. Uh, so it's like if you were in war and you're in, a, you're in a foxhole, who do you want in your foxhole, right? You obviously want someone you trust and can rely on and got your back. So my whole concept, uh, everything's always evolving, but it started with I want to be only around, well, well, it started with, I want to find foxhole people. 
people that, you know, got my back and, you know, I'll go to war with them. And I want to find as many of those as I possibly can. You know, the more people you have like that in the corner, the better. And it's like, why would you hang around somebody who is not a foxhole person? What, what's the point of hanging around someone who does not have your back when, you know, the bomb starts going off or whatever it is? I mean, not to, no disrespect to military or anything like that. It's just an analogy. And so now the concept is not only do I want to have foxhole people, but I want to get these people in, not necessarily my foxhole, but the foxhole that I'm in. And if we got a hundred people in there, we got a pretty damn good team. So that's the concept is to get around and find those people. MC Lobshire, the creator of the Cashflow Ninja and Cashflow Coach at Producers Wealth, where we help our clients integrate infinite banking with their business and investments. To learn how you can create your own banking system to turbocharge your investments and business in 30 days or less, Go to yourownbankingsystem.com. That's yourownbankingsystem.com. Let's talk a little bit about the market because I have not had someone on to talk about uh, Austin, Texas or San, and San Antonio from which you operate in. Uh, maybe you want to go broad and big too and, and where Texas fits in because the amount of people moving into that state is just insane. There's a massive migration right now happening in the United States and Texas is a very big beneficiary of uh, and recipient of a lot of people moving there, specifically Austin too, right? Um, what's going on in Texas? And then maybe you want to talk about those two markets a little bit and why they are so attractive for investors and for people to move there. Yeah, man. It's uh, So uh, I am drinking the Kool-Aid and I say that we're in the best market in the world in uh, central Texas. And so... San Antonio's, you know, 2 million people. Austin's about 2 million in, in the whole MSA. Uh, wait, sorry, San Antonio's not 2 million people. The, the San Antonio is actually the seventh largest city in the country. So uh, San Antonio proper is 2 million, but the MSA is a lot bigger than that. And Austin proper's a million, and the MSA is 2 million. But there's just a massive influx of people, and it's really – from my perspective over the last 20 years, always been like that. Austin specifically, they say there's 200 people moving here a day. And on a macro level, you know, it starts with the jobs. Texas is a very business friendly state. So we have a ton of people from California, New York, wherever, bringing big businesses here. Austin just announced that Tesla is building the Cybertruck here. Uh, now they're talking about doing some, some of the, uh, the boring company, you know, the Hyperloop stuff, which we have a massive uh, transportation issue because we don't have a great infrastructure in Austin. Uh, but it's just some massive amount of jobs. Uh, Austin, if you, if you look at the uh, job mix, we have the, we have the University of Texas here, which is, uh, I think it's the, the public school with the most money of all the colleges. Like they just, I don't know exactly where it comes from, but they got a lot of money. Uh, it's a cool university. Uh, you got the state government here. And now there's this massive tech industry. I mean, we've got Amazon, Google, Facebook, Dropbox, all the big companies are not only here, but they're, they're coming here and like building and doing like 400,000 square feet and leasing these offices. And there's the thing, in, in my opinion, which is kind of hard to explain, but there really is a vibe and a culture here that is 
really a great feel. You know, I don't think we can stack up to California or other places in a lot of ways with, with the, you know, the oceans and the mountains and the, the weather, but it still is a really good place. There's some trails. It's beautiful. But then you throw that business-friendly mentality. You know, people want you to th thrive. It's a, a different mindset. And so it's just bringing a lot of people here. Uh, it's very affordable. You can still buy houses for $250,000 and rent them out for $1,700, $1,800 in, in North Austin, Round Rock, Pflugerville, Cedar Park. And so I only see growth here. And, you know, you try to keep things in perspective because I don't want to be the guy that's like never going to crash, blah, blah, blah. I don't, I, but I actually do feel that way. I mean, there's so many jobs. And, and you know, going through this pandemic, like, we didn't even get affected uh, on the, uh, we, we did in, you know, certain businesses, but real estate did not. Every property here right now is still getting multiple offers and investors are still coming here and properties can lease quickly. So my theory is 20, 30, 50 year mindset with properties that we're buying. And it seems really, really hard to go wrong if you kind of know what to look out for on the inspections not getting over leverage, stuff like that. And it just seems like the sky's the limit, man. It's, um, it's really cool to have all these businesses coming here. I mean, massive water park, uh, one of the largest in the country just opened. There's a billion dollar baseball complex that got announced. And so there's still a lot of room and a lot of land here, but it's just unreal. And, and it's, the growth has been this way for a long time here. It's, uh, I, I mean, uh, the pandemic's just amplified the growth, too. It's, it seems that more folks that were thinking about moving uh, then just said, now's the time, and they've moved, right? And Texas and, and Austin, Texas has been specifically one. And then you've got big celebrities that are now leaving California, you know, and setting up shop in, in Austin, you know, the Joe Rogans, the uh, Mr. Podcast himself, right? Yeah, man. Super, you know, I love, I love Joe Rogan's podcast and you're right. And like, what does that lead to? I mean, it's one of my buddies is saying that that's a bigger move than people realize. Uh, and, and I think he's right. I mean, you can go listen to his podcast and he's convincing everyone who comes on there to move here. And it, the thing is, it's not a hard sale. I mean, everything I said with jobs and all that, but then like we've got amazing restaurant scene and amazing culture and amazing music. And uh, it just keeps coming and getting better. And also this little insight that I have is these small little towns, you know, hour 45 minutes outside of Austin, they're having a resurgence in my opinion. Like people are realizing you can go live in Atlanta, Texas or, you know, Huddle or whatever and still do your work. And, you know, be out of the hustle and bustle and be in a really pretty part of the hill country. And we're seeing a lot of people that will come here for three, four months at a time on Airbnb, test it out, realize that it works and they like it, and then officially move here. So for investors looking at those markets, what? so great job market, a lot of people moving there, affordable, cost of living good, other attractions, beautiful, beautiful part of the country, the numbers for them. So talk a little bit about that for investors that are in there. It's still affordable to, to buy places, to put tenants in there at decent rental rates. What does that look like? And then obviously the, the returns for them, what does that look like? Yeah, so it is, it's expensive at the same time. I mean, 
we got cap rates that can compete with, you know, California, uh, you know, five and 6% cap rates. You know, if, if I was going to recommend investment properties, I'd say to get into small multifamily or small warehouses, we find a good amount of those properties. Uh, just general numbers, you'll buy a single family home for $230,000 and you'll rent it out for 1800. So it's not like a screaming cash flow by any means. Uh, it is hard to find cash flow in this market. You can, just like anywhere, if you're really hitting the pavement and you're cold calling from seven to seven and hearing the word no a hundred times. I mean, you'll find those deals. But just on the market, that's kind of the 240, 1700. And then that 240 house is, uh, you know, going up six, seven percent in value every year pretty consistently over the last 20 years. And, and it looks like it's increasing more and more. We've got a uh, 19 unit apartment complex selling it for three million right now just kind of a you know market info for you but yeah rents are rents are anywhere from you know 1200 to to 2500 average price here is about 350,000 for a single family home life settlement investments have allowed financial and banking institutions to not only buy their equity contractually but also diversify their capital from any economic market and geopolitical risk. It's been part of the billion dollar blueprint followed by institutional investors. And if you're an accredited investor, you can also now participate in this vehicle with enormous growth potential. You can watch an informational webinar presented by one of the premier organizations providing life settlement investments for number of solutions at cashflowninja.com forward slash life settlements. So it's more of a uh, growth play first than with some cash flow because of the demand of people moving in there or other than just a pure cash flow play at this time. That's, that's correct. Uh, but when you get into like warehouses and self-storage and uh, larger units, you, you can find cash flow. But if I, and I, uh, you know, I wish I could say it was, it was cash flow and appreciation, but it is more weighted towards appreciation for sure. What are some of the things that investors need to be careful for in, in a market? You know, every market's unique. There, there, there's pitfalls in everyone, uh, every market, uh, regardless of how hot it is. What are some of the pitfalls that folks need to look out for in, uh, uh, in, in those markets, Austin, Texas, and San Antonio? Just need to make sure you got a great team, as you as you know, and all your listeners do. You got to have the right people around you. Uh, there's real estate agents that want to make a commission, and then there's real estate agents that want to have you as your client for 30 years. So you obviously want the latter. You want to know that they understand the jobs, the tax rates, what's happening. Uh, I think the big one is contractors, because there is enough work, you know. If you want to move to Austin, Texas to make money, you can do that and just become a contractor in one second. I mean, there's hundreds of people that are looking for workers. But with that, there's a lot of scammers, I mean, probably just like every market, um, because jobs are so easy to get. There's a lot of people that will just take on jobs. And, and it, you know, I don't even know if they necessarily mean to scam, but maybe they just got in over their head or they have too many, you know, by having too many projects. So you got to just, you know, know that you have the right contractors because that can really kill you if you're renovating and flipping and they end up taking six months instead of one month or two months. I think that's the big one. And then just really, really knowing the comps and what you're paying for, you know, it's kind of 
the, the uh, way lending set up is you've got to have an appraisal, so the bank's got to sign off on it. So it's a little hard to overpay. Uh, but there is a, a pretty big wholesale market, and people are buying those with cash or hard money. And I think that's where a lot of people will start out is they, they come here and they jump to the wholesaling after looking at the you know, general market. And then what they don't realize is the, the wholesale off-market deals most of the time are not priced at what you would think. And so you can buy these off-market deals way higher than they would have been on-market, and then you get the bad contract, or then you're really screwed. Um, so you've got to trust your own numbers. There's, there's probably uh, three large wholesale companies here. There's a bunch of independents. But... And I and you know there's pluses and minuses to them, but you got to run your own numbers. I mean, I look at the deals from these bigger companies, and sometimes their numbers are off. I mean, they'll say the ARV is 50 grand higher than it really is, and the rehab cost is you know 30 grand lower than it really is. But you cannot trust their numbers, so I don't blame them. You know, they they put out whatever numbers they want. You got to do your own due diligence, and uh, that's another one that I see people falling into is jumping in and just believing in what they see on paper and then like really being in the bad spot. Cause then, you know, especially if they're doing hard money you know, here, we're seeing like two points, 10% interest and that can eat your lunch. If it, if the time starts adding up on that and you, and you're uh, overpaying. Yeah. As with any frothy market, you know, you gotta, you gotta be aware. So when things get hot and there's a huge demand uh, there, you can, you can bet that there will be, some undesirable characters coming into it uh, to also trying to uh, get in on the action. So your company essentially too, just to, for our listeners and our viewers to, to figure out uh, where it comes in, it's essentially like the plug and play for an investor a, a brr strategy, right? As they talk about on bigger pockets. Yeah, you're right. And, and one more thing I just thought of that, that you got to be aware of, we don't have a state income tax. And so that is made up on property taxes. So, you know, property taxes can be anywhere from 1.7 to 3.2% of the house, and that can really add up. But, um, yeah, you're right. We've got our own ecosystem. Uh, we don't have to, to play a part of all of it. We can just do one of it. You know, we've got partners. So if, we can, if someone finds value in who we are and they want us to help them buy, remodel, rent, great. If they only want us to buy and they want us to recommend 10 contractors, great as well. Uh, whatever it is, we're here to, to add that value. The market has driven me to setting up this infrastructure this way because it is really competitive. And so I didn't want, I never wanted to have a business just based on commission. Uh, I always wanted to be able to diversify. So that's kind of where that cash flow from the management allowed me to take these other risks. But then, being diversified was really what I was after to be able to make money. My big thing, and we have 47 real estate agents, probably about 12 of them are, are pretty active and doing well. But my, my philosophy is, hey, come work at, at TRE and we'll teach you and not only teach you, but we'll promote and advocate making money on every aspect of real estate. So, you want to come manage, you want to come wholesale, you want to do subject to, you want to flip, you want to lend, great. And it's not like that's right or wrong. It, that's, my, that's the way I approach things, so I want to advocate that. Uh, but there's brokerages, you know, Keller Williams and some of the bigger names that all you do is single family buyers and sellers and, and you're, you know, 
you're going to be great at it. And I agree. Uh, we just have a different way of going about it. Gotcha. Now you're, you're very successful for a young guy, uh, about to hit your thirties, getting in there. What are some of the things that you can pass down in, in, in such a short space of time? What are the things that have worked really well? What are the drivers, the key drivers for your success? Yeah, I appreciate you saying that. I know people know this, but at the end of the day, really, really, really hard work and very consistent and diligent over a long period of time. So I just think, you know, I never missed a call. I never missed a text. I never missed an email. I never didn't go above and beyond. And I, I've tried to get better and better at explaining this over time because you, you say like hard work and sacrifice, but I can't nail that down enough on what that means. I mean, multiple days of throwing up uh, from, from working too much, you know, crying, blood, sweat, tears, all of it, just hardcore and never letting up. And even, even when you think you found success, doubling down. And so there's no, no secret to it. It's, it's not, you know, for, for some people, it's not for them. You know, I, I threw balance out the window. Uh, and said, I'm going to just go all in. And I've created it to, to be a lifestyle. And so, you know, I don't really look at it as I'm on or off work. I'm working right now, but I'm, I'm talking to you. I mean, it's a different type of work. You know, I, I'm able to walk my kids to school in the morning and, you know, try to go on a walk every night with my wife. So I, I do try to have my balance, but like I try to never miss a beat and always go above and beyond. Uh, built a really, really good network. Um, try to meet everybody and anybody and I still do I'll meet you know the biggest developer in Austin and I'll meet a kid in high school and I, I just you know really believe in uh, just putting things out there and taking the next step and thinking long term and to me not a lot of people want that they might think they do but they don't uh, because it's hardcore and it's just been a long process I mean it's 11 years in for me of doing that all the time very consistently and the other thing that's been very helpful is building my network. These are simple concepts, but that's why I try to dive in a little deeper to really nail down how critical they are. Um, meeting people, but then following up. Like so many people have one coffee meeting or one lunch, never talk to that person again, right? And I'm talking to these people every two, three months over five years, and that's where the business comes from. Just like if you're cold calling, I, I can't imagine almost ever you just cold call someone and they, they want to sell right now, but maybe they want to sell in six months or nine months or two years or five years, or 20 years. But nobody, in my opinion, very few people approach it like that. And it's all just what's in it for me now, move on to the next. So, you know, that's just kind of like my little rant. Um, but just also building the brand, you know, we put out a, a video every other day, uh, very active on social media, media, and then take a lot of risks. That, that's just, that's my opinion. My friend Brian Page has created a cash flow machine generating over $100,000 in six months without owning any real estate. His system consists out of renting properties from property owners and renting them out on Airbnb. His system is so simplistic, it can be managed by virtual assistants and yet so effective and powerful that it predictably generates cash flow every month 
month. Brian and I are hosting a webinar where he shares his system and how it generated over $100,000 in six months for him personally. You can access this life-changing webinar at cashflowninja.com forward slash BNB. This is one of the greatest cash flow opportunities I've seen since I've started my podcast. Again, the URL is cashflowninja.com forward slash BNB. Playing the long game. I, I, I love it. Um, you know, it's with so many things in life, you're one relationship away from something, right? And it's, and it's not some, someone that you met like one day and something happens. It's something that grows over time and Trust, trust is established and you never know where, where it's going to end up. Some of the, the greatest things that I've been a part of uh, business-wise has been just people that have, were on the same path. You know that you're going to end up doing something together. You don't know what it is because you're aligned on principles, your view, your worldview, you know, playing the, uh, the big picture and the big game and trying to just add value when you can. And all of a sudden, you know, something happens and an opportunity presents itself and now you've got now you've got a partner so right yeah and i got one one quote that my buddy adam uh, i don't know if you know adam cars adam actually i think introduced us yeah oh um, yes yep yeah you know adam adam's told me and it's kind of what i was doing subconsciously but he said he or she who experiments the most wins and i love it like just go experiment man go try things out yep it absolutely is true uh, one habit I've observed from very successful folks is that they're always learning. They're always studying. Uh, what are you currently studying and learning? Studying and learning a lot about uh, cannabis. Um, fascinated with the industry. Uh, seems like there is so much potential. Uh, you know, the I think they say 70% of Americans are on board with it. Uh, we just had the election in five states passed overwhelmingly like 80%, 70% deaths. I don't see an industry with more potential. I'm sure there is or, or other ways to view it, but I've never seen so much demand like that's just there. I mean, literally, I, I don't know what the number is, but seven out of 10 are, are good with it. And then like, there's like this ceiling that's being held on and it's just ready to explode. Uh, so there's, there's cannabis companies that are public right now. Uh, revenues are through the roof. Uh, I see tons of medical benefits, uh, beverages. So learning about the plant, um, you know, how people grow it, how they sell it, how people get licenses is uh, really where my focus is right now. Uh, on top of building the businesses, the cannabis is like the next experiment for me. Try to keep all these things firing on all cylinders, but really just try to stay ahead of the growth. I mean, I want to be in Austin, Texas when this happens. Texas maybe would be the last state to legalize, but it, it's going to be a big market. And so just from an entrepreneurial's perspective, it's like, how do I just somehow get a little piece of this industry? Because it's there. I see it. It's happening. Uh, it's going to be legal. It's just a matter of time. I mean, that's how I view it. It's pretty obvious. And so I'm, I'm you know, meeting the players, meeting the CEOs, learning about the businesses. Uh, meanwhile, always learning about real estate. Um, and always trying to figure out how to uh, build better relationships with people. What are some of the adjustments that um, you guys made this year with regards to the pandemic and some of the stuff that little changes that you made in your business that, that, that you're going to use moving forward into, into next year? I don't know if we've had any major adjustments. I mean, 
you I, maybe there is, but I can't think of it. And I can see how you know, that sounds crazy. But you know, for me, you know, real estate hadn't changed much. Uh, still buying and selling, renting, and all that, which is double down. We we viewed it as we can sit back and complain. Uh, everyone's in this tight spot, or we'll just put our head down and work hard. So we had ten agents before uh, the pandemic. Now we've got forty-seven. Um, so it's just made us just you know realize that it's a new ball game. Uh, it's the first inning now, and there's going to be new businesses that come about because of this, and so. I can't really think of anything major uh, other than I've done a lot more Zoom networking stuff like this. I used to not be a huge fan of it. You know, I just was like, I'd rather meet in person. But now it's like, if someone lives in South Austin, maybe we don't have to meet in person. Just do it like this. I think that's a big deal. And I guess the other thing is we have four free training calls every week. Uh, and it's a bunch of investors, developers, investors, lenders, title companies, entrepreneurs, and we get on there and just talk real estate. And so that's a big component. We weren't doing that before the pandemic. And it's it's really building this little community of people that are sharing ideas and trying to grow together. Nice. A little a little mini mastermind. Yeah, totally. And it's it's free and you know, it's just like some days we'll have someone come on and speak, some days we'll just have everyone talk. There's no major structure, just just kind of going with it. Absolutely. Now, a core message in our show is to leave our families, communities, and the world better than we found it by passing down a mindset, values, and principles to future generations, not just money. So if you cannot pass on any money to future generations and we're only allowed to pass on three principles to them to build wealth and achieve happiness and success, what would they be? Three principles. Man, long-term to me is everything. Long-term thinking and not playing the short game. And I, you know, I just think what that means is like treat everyone with respect. Realize that everyone is going somewhere. So you might, you know, you might have, uh, you know, walked by uh, Jeff Bezos or Steve Jobs and not realize who they were. But it really it doesn't even matter who they were anyway. It's like just treat everyone with respect and play that long game. Extreme consistency. Whatever you're going to do, be very, very consistent and never stop. And then the last thing one thing that I always preach on is having lines in the water. Uh, so I try to have as many lines in the water as I possibly can. And the bait is value. What, what value am I bringing here, 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 here? And I'm fishing. I'm fishing for opportunities. Um, so those three things kind of put those together uh, and be, other than that, man, just be you. Like I try hard to be myself, you know, not that, you know, myself is better than anyone, but it's, it's the best for me. And so like, I try to, you know, be who I am in every situation the same. And if you can do that, I think it, it will remove a lot of anxiety and you feel pretty good about yourself. Absolutely. Matt, where can folks learn more about you? Where can they follow you? Where can they get in touch with you uh, and stay informed of all of the projects and the many, uh, many different ventures that you're involved with? We're easy to get a hold of, man. Uh, YouTube channel. Taifke Real Estate, as T-E-I-F-K-E Real Estate. Uh, we put out videos constantly. Our website's taifkeyrealestate.com. Emails, matttaifke at gmail.com. I'm on LinkedIn, uh, Instagram, Facebook. We're, we're very easy. We, we'd love to help any way we can. Um, happy to connect people in Austin if they need it. We want to be a resource here and, uh, you know, just try to build these relationships the best way we can. Awesome. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show and, 
sharing your journey and your knowledge and providing so much value for all of my listeners and my viewers. Thank you for your time, man. I know uh, doing a podcast ain't easy, especially doing it consistently like you are. Uh, so props to you for that, and I appreciate your time as well. Awesome. And thank you so much for spending your most valuable resource, your time once again with me on the Cashflow Ninja podcast. Be sure to check out all of our past episodes at CashflowNinja.com. There's over 700 episodes with Cashflow Ninjas such as Matt. Until next time, live infinitely. presentation is for educational and informational purposes only. The information being presented and considered does not consider your particular financial objectives or situation, and it does not make personalized recommendations. This material is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified tax and legal advisor or other qualified professionals, and you should not use the information in place of a customized consultation with a licensed professional regarding your specific personal financial objectives, situation and needs. We believe the information provided is reliable, but we do not guarantee its accuracy, timeliness, or completeness.